Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Battagliano, and now Steve Jordahl joins us. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. Hey, real quickly, do uh, you want to, for the record... Yes, comment I, on vaccines. I was looking. I don't always get a chance to look at our at the comments on uh, our Facebook page here for today's issues, uh, but did glance at it here before the break. And Kathy, uh, you know, taking us to task because she says, "Please look up vaccine in Webster's dictionary. The COVID vaccine is a vaccine. It provokes an immune response in the body." Uh, and then she said, we're not putting out reliable info on our programs on AFR. But we, we have been covering this for almost 18 months now. And we have said, I said just before, I said, well, they're calling it a vaccine because I, I don't know the, you know the differences between the approaches, this spike protein and so on and so forth. But we have said it's a vaccine. But we have said also that in terms of the perspective of the American people, when we normally hear vaccine, you get a a, a you get a shot and you don't have to worry about polio and that what's confused a lot of the American people is like with the flu shot which is also a vaccine uh, that people are confused about having to go get boosters so um, we, we have not right. we, we've joked around a lot right. about this and about Dr. Fauci and that's what right. we do on the show folks that's that's what we do, right. and we're going to do it. So right. if, if you don't like joking around, right. you know, th- this may not be the show for you, but we try to put some levity into yeah. it, and that's that's what we're saying. I, I, I think what we're talking about here is semantics or splitting hairs somewhat, um, and that is uh, there's, a, <clears throat> there's a specific and technical definition of, for the word vaccine, which you can probably go to Webster's and I look up. I actually have it. On Webster's, I looked it up because the right, read out, the read listener out. told us to look and it up. I wanted to go ahead. Yeah. Read out, uh, read out, Mr. Webster's definition. Mr. Webster's definition of a vaccine: a preparation that is administered as by injection to stimulate the body's immune response against a specific infectious agent or disease. Okay, so so the, the, what is it, Kathy? It was Kathy. Yes. So Kathy, if, if that's what Kathy's pointing out, she's right. Right. That that is the, so. The definition uh, uh, that Webster uses does describe the vaccines that we've been hearing about for the last right. six or eight months that people have been encouraged to inject yeah. into their bloodstream. And I didn't mention her last name because I yeah. don't mean any yeah. disrespect. Now. I'm just now. Yeah, real quickly, we won't belabor the point here, which we. We'd do the, do we, we ever belabor points? We've belabored. I don't. Do, do we do belabor? We belabor sometimes. Are we belaboring now? No, I we're Are we belaboring talking about belaboring? That would be my question. <laughs> now that that is where we're, we're okay. So where we're at. there is the there is the uh, definition, the Webster's definition of of vaccine, and then there is the uh, generic use of the term vaccine, which is what we were referring to earlier. Which uh, this when you have a vaccine that falls to near fifty percent effectiveness i don't think that's what americans uh, think of as a vaccine okay that is a bronze medal (laughs) vaccine right there americans want a gold medal 
right vaccine. like smallpox and all those right. kind of things right and there's there's you know you have to you have considerations like does the 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 disease the infectious disease have an animal reservoir and all those kind of things i, I that's beyond my pay grade so right I, I don't. Bring I that read animal what, reservoir two times in an article. I'm moving on. Yes, that's I'm right. moving on to Britney Spears uh, yeah. conservatorship or yes. something like that. You know what I'm saying? More, yeah. more something more important. Uh, all right, Steve, what do you got? I'm just wondering, Ed, are you finished sending yes, all our listeners thanks, to NPR? Listen, my thanks to Kathy. We don't mind uh, <laughs> critical, uh, you know, Facebook posts. We do want to make sure that we it's, are always. It's being, called critical TI theory. Critical. Well, well played. All right. um, Let's talk a little bit about some things other than Afghanistan, because the world moves on and continues. Um, The U.S. Supreme Court uh, yesterday ordered the Biden administration to reinstate the Remain in Mexico policy that was established by President Trump. It was a it was a six to three vote. And so. The, I, I wanted to stop by Abe's office to, to kind of figure out what their reasoning was because they don't put this in the article. It's probably more legalese that I would understand. But um, the, uh, for right now, remain in Mexico means when someone came and presented themselves to um, the country and say, I want uh, to come in because I'm persecuted for asylum, yeah. asylum that we say, fine. Uh, we'll get you a court date. And while you're waiting for that court date, you go right over there across the border and, and hang out for a bit. We're not going to let you in the country, tell you... Because they don't come back. They, yeah. They don't come back. We let people in across the southern border. We tell them uh, they want to apply for asylum, and then we give them a court date, and it's we never see them again. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a disaster. Everybody knows this. This is an easy way into America. Right. Biden says uh, he's good with that, and now... President Trump had implemented. Hey, you can, you can. He's not saying President Trump never said you can't apply for asylum. We were, you know, you have your opportunity to have your case adjudicated, as it were. But until then, you got to stay out of our country, right? right? Or in this case, in Mexico. And Biden said, uh, "No, we want to let them pour in and go wherever they want to. We don't believe in borders." And. Uh, <clears throat> And the Supreme Court has said that he has to go back and implement, implement the state. I wonder how this is going to practically work, though, because Biden uh, doesn't believe in stopping people from coming here. And the Supreme Court has said you got to make them stay in Mexico. I don't, is there going to be any effort to really comply with that? Well, that that's a good, great question. If he If he's ordered the border control not to essentially do anything, right? then how do you – how do you enforce the Trump era, pol- era policy without turning loose your yeah. border patrol? And what do you do with all these people that now have entered our country in the last uh, six months or eight months, since whenever it was that? Oh, they're was- they're long gone. Yeah, so you, so you won't can't, get them you, folks you know, back can't, you know, unless they voluntarily show up. But it is interesting that the Supreme Court has uh, said that President Trump was correct. Yeah. Um, to your point, I, um, I had a conversation with Reverend uh, Samuel Rodriguez of the National Hispanic Evangelical Association. And he says a fair amount of people uh, actually do show up for these appointments because... It's actually higher than I expected. Yeah. It's a uh, higher I, percentage. I think it's over 50%. I, don't quote me on that. But because... It, these people are, first of all, Hispanic culture is 
fairly respectful of the law. Right. And if they don't show up, they're afraid that they're going to be deported. Right. I mean, not that they would under well, the Biden We must be talking but- about two different stats then. The asylum appeal, if you guys are saying that's 50% that uh, come I'm, back. I'm looking it up right now. It, it is It is higher than I thought. I don't know what well, the Well, what's the is. other? If they're not pleading asylum, they just want to say, "We want. I want to stay in America. What then? I think, they're, for the most part, asylum is is how they try to get in. Because you can't. If you, if you're gonna well then if that's the if that if we're talking about the st- same statistic I think fifty percent is wildly overestimated I think we're talking more like ten but it but we'll look it up look <laughs> this according to um, Human Rights First and I think this is a fairly liberal fact check site it says ninety two percent of individuals who filed asylum claims attend their court hearings between twenty thirteen and twenty seventeen. We're, we're talking about two different things, and I don't know what I'm trying to say, yeah. but I, but I, the, the millions of people who are coming here illegally, maybe who aren't pleading asylum, they just want to get it from Mexico and come into the U.S., see their family or for a better lifestyle to live here, yeah. or from Central America. Uh, that's been the, the, the big problem with their application to be a U.S. No, it's catch and release. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. That's not the same as asylum. Uh, it's one of the ways that they dealt with the asylum. Yeah, that's exactly what it is, because they came in, they okay. said, we're going to give you Well, I'm going to stop talking right now, because I don't know what I'm talking about. Let's move on to the next <laughs> not, story. It's not the first time that that would be applied to me be as careful, well. Be careful, Steve. I'm your boss. Uh, that that would apply to me <laughs> as well. Okay. Uh, <laughs> get ready to take offense. No, no, don't. Uh, I want, some coffee right here. I Pretend love, I didn't uh, I love, hear that. love my job. All right, according to... Um, the a former senior law enforcement official uh, that's familiar with the investigation into the Capitol riots, the FBI has found what they're calling scant evidence that the January 6th attack on the Capitol was the result of an organized plot to overturn the presidency. There was no plan there. They, they, they this find, is a big story. Yeah, they find that some of the right-leaning groups, like they're calling Proud Boys, etc., kind of were thinking that they wanted to get into the Capitol, but... They, had, they find no evidence that they wanted to kidnap anybody, disrupt the government. Um, th- this was all spur of the moment. Uh, and by the way, I, I might add, because I listened to the speech again uh, just a day or two ago, not really spurred on by President Trump either. Yeah, this is, this is a big story. Now, we've had this kind of in the hopper for probably close to a week anyway. It goes back to last week. But it's been overshadowed by Afghanistan and the crisis unfolding there. So we do apologize for not getting to this more quickly. But this is a big story because the whole narrative, and I don't expect this narrative to disappear because the Democrats love it. Okay, the left loves the narrative of January 6th being an insurgency. Okay, you're comparing an insurgency to uh, like the Taliban which is another comparison that the left has been making yeah. some on the left yeah. or to, you know, the, you know, the communist in Vietnam, those kind of things, insurgencies. That's if, if you have an insurgency on your hands, you have an organized, albeit asymmetrical attempt to 
take over the country. In other words, you don't have a military in uniform, but you're going to take over the country. You know, perform there are a, leaders a and coup, st- strategists. Yeah, strategists, and there's communication, and none of that was present. And maybe one of the biggest problems the Biden administration is going to have is that people that they've arrested who were at uh, the Capitol on January 6th. Some 570 of them. They've been kept for six months or longer and some of them have not have they all been allowed to see a lawyer or any of those kind of things but they haven't gone before a judge no no judges yet well some of uh, not all 570 are in prison there's a a a number too large a number that everybody's referring to on the right as political prisoners yeah and some of them have uh, been released um they're they're winding their way through i think slowly they're making their way through all right so but are there still People in federal yes. custody who yes. have been in custody all this time, the whole time, yeah, in and solitary. But the, the latest information is supposed have. to be a you know a, a constitutional right in the Bill of Rights to a fair and speedy trial. Yeah, and none of that's happening. And I think the justification on the part of the Biden administration, the FBI, and whoever else, Attorney General's office, has been: we want to find out if this is an insurgency. Yeah, You know, are these people, remember all the talk about domestic terrorists? That's the biggest threat that we have, white supremacists and domestic domestic terrorists. Well, it very, this apparently (laughs) blows that narrative up. That's exactly what it does. So, yeah. All right. I got wired up about that. All right. We can move Um, on. Tim, did you have anything you, no. No, I don't. Go ahead. All right. um, Let's talk uh, a little bit of COVID. We have a oh, public high school. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We already did that. Did you, did you do the high school in no, Washington? Go ahead. No, no. Okay. I'm teasing. A public high school in Washington is requiring student athletes, some of them, and coaches to wear ankle devices, ankle, ankle monitors. monitors. If they're in high contact sports, they have to wear ankle monitors. Why, you say? Because they want to be able to contact trace. Um, the disease, if it breaks out, or the infection, if it breaks out in the schools. So, for, so for, for, again, this is for who? For athletes, student athletes, and coaches. Where in Washington at uh, Washington uh, Evan, State, the whole e- state, Eatonville High School. So, if they play, that uh, ought to help recruiting. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> if they play Farmville, I'm making this up. They if they play Farmville High School, okay, do they have to wear ankle monitors too? No. Or, okay, so uh, no, this is a so for Eaton football athlete. players, they have these ankle monitors if they're unvaccinated, <laughs> so that it so that if no. they have COVID, they can trace who they were in contact with on the football field. Is that what the weird is this going to practice mostly uh, and uh, uh, vaccinated and unvaccinated? Are these ankle braces going to affect your forty yard dash? <laughs> they might. <laughs> Uh, and then that's going to—they're going to come off one way or another for for the coach at halftime. They're going to mysteriously uh, come I, off. Uh, you know what? That's just one high school in the state of confusion. Washington, huh? In the state, state of, of confusion. Conf- that's good, Steve. I like it. That's whacked out Washington. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, not the whole state. We have a lot of listeners there who are, not, are who are, are not who are not whacked out. Yeah, th- and they suffer in silence. Yeah. They sure do, or they'll be fined. Yeah. Or uh, so, but uh, you know what? That's how crazy this has become. They're playing football or 
or something outside even. So even if you wanted to say, well, COVID is killing people, uh, you know, in one out of 10 people die who get COVID, they're playing outside. You can't even spread the disease outside. You can't spread the virus outside. Not in a normal, I guess if you got right up in somebody's grill for a long period of time, maybe yeah. that would happen. But because the wind is blowing and the air is free, as opposed to the air, air being captive, <laughs> that uh, you're not going to get you're not going to get COVID. So the chances of getting it don't merit wearing an ankle brace. Which, I don't know. This sometimes gets to a point where I just say, if if, if people are going to tolerate this kind of thing and live in Washington State and and let their school board do let that. their school board do this to them, then so be it. No truth to the rumor that the high school's social justice riot team does not have to wear ankle monitors because, of course, we know that the riot the, team, the riot team, the COVID doesn't care about BLM. Well, protests. besides, they all wear those black face masks. That's true. So. Those are. Those are very effective. Very effective. What else you got, Steve? Hey, all by right. the way, so in Oregon or Washington State, one the governor announced yesterday, everybody's got to wear a mask all the time, inside and out. Is vaccinated right? or unvaccinated yeah, or unvaccinated. Um, is that right? Even, yeah. Oh, even, yeah. Every, everybody's got to wear. Is it? Well, it's I like want, you said. It's like you said. If, and I'm not sure. In a very liberal state, and both of those you named, Oregon and Washington, are very liberal. I'm not sure what you can do about Oregon. it because because these lefties. They they don't care. Like if you said at this at this high school, if players started dropping off and saying, "I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm just not playing football," and then you say, "Well, we, then we can't have a team." These lefties would say, "Good, you need yeah, to go." We're saving need, people from COVID. Yeah, we're saving people from COVID. There's no reasoning with these radicals. Yeah, I just don't. You know, I know there are a lot of people in that live out California, Oregon, and Washington State that look at. Places like red states and say uh, those with people with longing. The, the, well, a lot of them do. <laughs> yeah, but, but a lot of them, a lot of the, the 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 people they view us as flyover country as yeah, uneducated people who we brush our tooth each morning. <laughs> That's right. You know What's what I'm saying? What's the thing about Oregon that Tim was? So, did you find it? Oregon governor has announced statewide outdoor mask mandate regardless of vaccination policy. Yeah. Uh, so, so I just say. I just say, uh, I guess the way I can come to peace with this yeah. is if you want to live in those states that do this kind of stuff, I wouldn't stay there. Right. If there was any way out of these, I'm not talking about borderline states. I'm talking about states that have completely sold out to this progressive insanity. Yeah. One is to defund the police, all of it, all of it. And there's no hope for change. Uh, I would leave if I could, if I had the means to, I would leave. Well, you know what? I think most people who are conservative and there is probably a 30, 35%, 40% that are conservative in these, in these states. In the Eastern parts of those states, they are conservative. Right. Because I've been there and I know a lot of people who live there. In fact, a lot of the Oregonians in the eastern part want to become Idaho. Yeah, yeah they want to join a different you know, state. So, but but I was just going to say that if if you're living in there now, this COVID thing over the last, I guess it's I guess it's close to eighteen months. Um, it's just easier it's to 18 say eighteen years, Ed. It seems eighteen, <laughs> 18 years, years, one month on our way. Uh, but if you're, you know, this is kind of an exception. Most of these people probably think, you know what. The number of crazy policies that really affect me on a daily basis is not that great. 
So whatever benefit I get from living in this right. beautiful state, yeah. in a conservative community, yeah. I'm willing to That's put true. up with the nutcases who run the state. But COVID has kind of, COVID has changed that probably for a lot of these people. A lot of these people are going, no, I can't stay, I can't stay here anymore. Fewer and fewer. I, I, I'm going to be busy this weekend. I'm going to be up in the Nashville area moving my parents and my sister into a new home because they've moved from California. Really? To Tennessee, because they're just done with California. Places like Tennessee, especially in the Nashville area and Texas, those states are going to continue to grow uh, because there's a they got a, a lot of states have in flyover country have a lot. Yeah, going they're good for, for business, but they're good uh, for they have good yeah. business climates and. Yeah, but really, they so you're they're leaving because of the yes uh, politics Reasons, of, because of the politics. Yeah. Just, All right. And the taxes and the whole bit. It's just homelessness. It's, yeah. oh, it's, it's, it's insane. It is. Um, uh, President Biden um, is actually he's been needing some cash, some spare cash. I, you probably didn't know this, but he's been moonlighting. Um, he needed to pick up some spare change. So he decided to become a uh, meteorologist at a local station. Um, let's listen to his uh, his weather uh, cast. This is cut 12. This is a tropical update with your favorite president. The greatest tropical update, quite frankly, in the history of meteorology, when you think about it. And when you talk about tropical storm, they call it Henri. I call it tropical storm, Henry. I call him Hank when you think about it. I call him Hank. When you look at the storm, you see the shear along the outside. The core is intensifying, but overall, the storm is a disorganized mess. Very similar to the Biden administration, the people running our country, the Afghanistan withdrawal, the southern border. It's one big disorganized mess. And when you look at the code, you see the code, and it goes all the way up into big, beautiful Long Island, New York, the greatest people the world has ever seen, Long Island, the longest island in the history of the country. When you think about it, it's going up there. And just because the storm is weak, much like Sleepy Joe, doesn't mean it can't cause a lot of damage. So we hope everybody stays safe and stays well. Believe me. Okay, I, I apparently I said this is Biden that needed yeah. the job. <laughs> apparently, obviously, it's President Trump that was moonlighting. Yes, a little bit. Yes, <laughs> that was Sean Farage. Is that the guy you've been bringing in yeah. periodically? Yeah, he's he's got it down. It's it's, it's good. It's, it's it, that's as perfect uh, an imitation of former President Trump as I've heard. He's got he's got all the little, you know, all those yeah. kind of little uh, mannerisms. He said, what he said about Long Island, the longest, longest island, island the in the history of the world, or something like that. <laughs> the longest, kid, the, the, that that country's ever known. Longest uh, island in the history of New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I no I, I, mean, I like his I like his stuff. Yeah. So. You know what you know what speaking of Biden, what he's hoping for, if I can only get Trump numbers. <laughs> If I can only get up to Trump approval numbers, well, Trump was pretty low when he when he left office. Yeah, he, he was in he was in the mid forties. But I Biden, wonder what he'd be now if you took a poll. Biden's <laughs> Do at, you miss be, me yet? That would be interesting. <laughs> Biden's at forty one percent. I'm just saying that that's about the lowest I ever saw President Trump about forty forty one percent. I think Trump was in the thirties at some point. I, I'm just that just comes to mind. Steve, check check that. I'm, I'm I'm looking it up right now. Back check. Back check. We don't have time. You got to go with your mind, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's not a good. That, that's don't bank on that. Yeah. I never say. Okay. Greatest, so, you know, the greatest mind <laughs> the world has ever known, except in China. China. Thirty-four uh, percent. 
at oh, the President end Trump, of his he did get down to thirty four percent. I didn't at know the it was end that low. of his uh, his tenure. Well, okay, well, his term. For the most part, President Trump was around 45. Yeah, he was. About 45, 46, right in there for the most but part. But now COVID, really, COVID crippled yeah. his presidency. Yep. Fair uh, okay, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you for listening to the program Today's Issues. We hope you have a wonderful day. Keep listening to AFR. And we'll see you tomorrow.